0: You know, I've put in on my PS4, I've put in probably over, I mean, easily between like Overwatch, which I put in over a thousand hours into that game, still not, I still was not good at it at my peak. I was only at like high diamond, very, very, very low masters, Witcher 3, which I put in 700 hours into and a couple of other games. I haven't, I've probably put in somewhere close to 5,000 to 3,000 hours into my PS4. And for the last seven years, it's been an absolute staple for me. I took it with me to college. I had it wherever I went. It was an absolute fantastic console. Hasn't broken down on me yet at all. It's been great for me. But it's time to let it go. It's time to let it go and enter into the new age of video gaming. The PS5, the Xbox One X, I didn't get the Xbox One X or the Xbox Series X, whatever it's called. I got the PS5, it's sitting shotgun next to me. I have not opened it yet, I have not set it up. I want want this to be an experience that you and I can both enjoy. This isn't flexing, this isn't bragging, this is just like... I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you know I've tried to get this thing for the last year, just like everybody else. And finally, finally... After months of just suffering, disappointment, trials and tribulations, failure after failure after failure from Walmart, from Best Buy to Target, to GameStop, I tried to go to GameStop, Black Friday, didn't get it. I got it. Waited, I got it. I got it. I don't say that to brag. I say that because I'm excited that I fucking got it. And that I didn't have to go on StockX and sell my damn soul to the scalpers to fucking get it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I fucking... I fucking got it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We got a great one today. We got a great one today, ladies and gentlemen. We got PS5 unboxing. We're going to get into that very, very, very soon. We also got, what else did we got? A lot of football, college football, NFL football. Didn't do the math. I got to do the math. In fact, give me a couple of minutes. I got to sort some stuff out. Something just came. I just want to make sure it's here. I just want to make sure it's here. Ladies and gentlemen, pause the
1: music. Pause it.
0: Pause everything. Because I actually, I just want to make sure that I, I have a lot of stuff going on. I think something just came back up. Apparently a couple of hours ago. But we got a great one coming up very, very shortly as I check on some other stuff that may or may not have come in the mail. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Hold on. So very sorry about that. Oh my gosh. So very sorry about that. Huh. <sighs> I got it. I find. Oh my. Let me tell you something. How is your day doing? I I just need to ask. How's your day doing? Mine's awesome right now. PS Five came in the mail. Oh man, I just got the Tay Tay album, Folklore. I haven't opened it yet. I'm gonna open it as well. I'm very excited for this album. awesome 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 stuff where should we begin the podcast it got a burp excuse me where should be where should we begin the podcast you know what let me stand up for this one obviously we gotta start we we gotta open up the ps5 of course we do hold on let me stand my ass up. What am I doing? Teasing. Stop it, 24. Stop it. By the way, if you're not interested, hold on, let me close my door because I'm going to be yelling a lot. If you're not interested in video games, uh, too bad, it's the PS5. I mean, come on, man. It's a PS5. So if you're wondering, 24, how did you get a PS5? I, I um, well, I didn't get it for uh for retail price. If you're wondering, I got it at like 60, 60, not 60, like 100 and 50, 130 more dollars. The reason why is that it was one of those bundles that you can buy for additional money, so that way you can get the PS5. I got one of those. That's how I got the PS5. Um, They're still fucking sold out everywhere. Hopefully, you get yours if you want one. Hopefully, you get um, an Xbox if you want one as well. I got... Oh, yeah. By the way, I got the more... I got the Spider-Man edition. It's the Ultimate Launch edition as well. Uh, This is... What is is this? This is, I think, the more expensive one. By the way, if you don't know, PS5 games are now $70. They're now like $69.99. So I'm not going to be spending a lot of money on PS5 games because of how fucking expensive they are. But, out of all the PS5 games that have come out in the last year, or not in the last year, but, like, in the last couple of months, this is probably one of the best ones, if not the best one, while just so happening to be uh one of the least expensive ones. Actually, I got both fucking col- codes. Excuse me. I got the one for the Spider-Man re- remastered game, and then I also got the um, the one for all the suits as well. I also got another DualSense controller. Not gonna use it, hold on. I'm just gonna put it in my closet. Or they're like online multiplayer games like i'm not gonna use that why would i need it oh yeah let me be super careful with fucking folklore i got it i just want to make sure because this is the target edition and apparently the target edition of folklore are like warped and stuff like that fuck i don't want to bend the record it's like packaged and sealed up i like sprayed it with a shit ton of lysol Hold on. Let me just. This knife is super dull. Give me like two seconds. I don't know where my actual, where my real knife is right now. Hold on. Is it over here? Where is my real? downstairs give me like two seconds i don't want to use this dull ass knife and slice my hand open my real knife. It's like a $5 knife that you can get at Walmart. Gosh, man. Yeah, that's way better. It's like, I can't, can't all knives always be sharp. Hold on. Oh, this isn't even, oh, this is, this is what he was talking about. The person that I bought this version of the folklore album, album from essentially said that it's like unsealed, right? So what the um, what the seller did was he put it in this nice little like plastic mailing wrap, and then it's in its original shrink wrap. That's cool. Hold on. All right. Let me just like carefully open this up. And you may ask me, twenty four. Can we, for the love of Christ, get to the PS Five to the viewer? patience is a virtue we're gonna get there it's like i i mean listen i am so stoked on everything oh my gosh i am as excited for this as i am about the ps5 well maybe not as excited but you know what i mean i love music it's like and it's like this was like when i heard folklore i was like this is probably one of my favorite albums albums, excuse me, of the year, and I had heard that Folklore had came out, and I was like, oh my gosh, another Taylor Swift album that I'm, that I, you know, I love Taylor Swift and stuff like that, but it's like, even then, I was like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna listen to it. Logic, the rapper, he had just retired, and I was kind of down on that, and then I was like, oh, Taylor Swift came out with another album, literally the week that Logic had retired, and I was like, well, that fucking sucks, uh, for him, because his his album sells, you know, they wouldn't have done, they would have done better if she hadn't have released Folklore. But, oh my god, I gotta see it. Oh my god, that's so fucking awesome. Oh my god, hold on. Let me check the record, hold on. Gosh dang it, hold on. It's the, it's, hold on. Let me check it out. Where's the records? Oh, they're in these little things. Oh my god, that's so cool. How do I open it up? Oh, I see the red now. Oh my God. That's so cool. But like, hold on. Let me, let me explain this. So if you've never like had a record and also a record player, the, um, the individual records come in these like kind of sleeves to protect them. Right. So that way they're just not like banging around in the, um, in the albums themselves. And the sleeves that the records come in, they're, they're, um, they're, uh, what's it called? What's the best way to describe it? They're, like, they're sleeves that have the actual, like, um, the credits for the songs, right? So you have, like, you know, uh, oh, and even the lyrics as well. I know, I think these are the lyrics or part of the lyrics? I'm not sure. Oh, they're just lyrics, my bad. I don't know if that's, like, a normal thing. I'm a millennial. I don't know. Let me check out the first one. I don't know what a warped... Holy shit, that looks awesome. I don't know what a warped album, a warped record would look like. But uh, fucking this doesn't look like it at all. And then on top of that, I have like the Guardians of the Galaxy volume records. The, uh, the, The Guardians of the Galaxy like awesome mix records. I don't think that the vinyls are like this quality. This is so dope. Let me put it back. Let me also put folklore away because you're probably fucking pissed off at me for not opening the PS5 first. Hold on! God, I was so soaking on this. Oh, saw, so, man, that's so cool. That It literally came today as the PS5 fucking came today as well. That's so awesome. Let me put it back in. Does it go in like this or does it go in the opposite way? This is going to be a Let me put this away. All right. PS5 time. Oh. Finally. Let's get into it. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know if I'll be setting it up. I'll probably just be, like, booting it up. I don't know. We'll see. I wonder if it, like, needs my account information. I'm probably, like, on my PS5, I'm probably just going to, like... Unsubscribed from being a playstation plus member because i've needed to do that for months but i haven't god there's like two boxes that comes in it comes in like the box the outside box and then it has like an inside box oh god here it
1: is get out
0: oh god i gotta like turn it over oh god let me open it up And then they even have, like, a little, like, package of, like, instructions on how to open it up. Hold on. Oh, come on. Come on. Does this thing open up? How do you open it up? Like this? Yes. Instruction booklet, safety booklet. Don't need it. Don't need it. What is this? Is this the controller? No, this is the uh, this is the stand that it comes with. It kind of sucks because today was trash day, and now I have more trash that I have to put out. I don't like to throw away the boxes, but I'll throw away all this other shit. Hold on. Let me throw away the shrink wrap that comes in. Then you have like the what is this this is like the um the hdmi cable it's like a heftier version of the of like an hdmi cable hold on let me they have these like wires on it those twisty bandable wires i guess with like the paper on on them and they're just like made out of like some type of like bendable metal you know what i'm talking about like those those like wraps things i don't know what they're called but you know what i mean get off get off am I doing it right I fucking did this yesterday I had to like put on not put on but like assemble fucking furniture and I was like this shit confused where's my knife I may just slice it I think it's this way yeah it's just this way it's just okay cool get it off how long is this oh this is a Hold on, can it go to where my TV is? It's gonna have to go like underneath my TV. No, no, it doesn't. It's fine actually the way it is. Alright. Well, it kind of depends. Here's the power cable. I'm not gonna play around with this thing again. Let me get my knife. Get off. Get off. I want the controller. Where is it? Oh my god, here it is! Oh, it smells new! Oh, it feels so good! Oh my god, it's so cool! Oh my god!
1: Oh, that
0: smells so good! Oh, it feels good! The control sticks feel awesome! Oh, the, those the fucking like it, I, 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 I'll explain it. Oh my God, the buttons feel so much better. Everything feels better. They nailed it. So a little bit of a let me explain. You know the uh, the Dual Shock Four controller. You know if you have a PS4, for example, let me explain kind of like why the PS4 controller is inferior to the Dual Shock Four, or not the Dual Shock Four, the Dual Shock Five. So when you're playing with a PS4 controller, a couple of different things that you may notice uh, that you may notice if you have a PS5 controller. First and foremost, the fucking the triggers or the bumpers, like L2 and R2, those things fucking suck. They don't really they don't feel they feel cheap. They feel kind of loose. They don't really feel like they, they call the um the triggers on the PS5 adaptive right, and they are, they feel way more, like, smooth, I guess, I don't know, instead of, I I don't know, like, cheap or whatever, also, yeah, like, everything is bigger, like, the triggers, L1, R1, L2, R2, they're all bigger, the controller itself is bigger, or at least it feels bigger in my hands, but I have teeny tiny hands, the control sticks are essentially the same as they are on the PS controller let me I have both controllers here oh no there's a lot more dead space or a lot less dead space on the ps5 controller than there is on the ps4 controller what that means essentially like when you hear this that's the control stick hitting the sides of the uh, of the controller right when you go to the ps4 controller Right? That's it hitting the sides right and the reason why you would want less dead space than more right and there's like Maybe not more but like you can hit the control the sides of your controller way easier With the ps4 controller than you can with the ps5 and the reason why it's better on the ps5 than the ps4 is that you have way more Like space to move the control sticks and the control sticks. They feel way better like everything feels way smoother um, on the ps5 controller than on the ps4 the control sticks, the triggers, the buttons. I'm trying to figure out, like. They're definitely a lot less sensitive, I would say. I guess they feel a lot more mushy than, like, clacky. Like, you hear that? That's the PS4 controller. It's just like. It feels clacky, it doesn't feel like there's any resistance to it then like on the ps4 controller there's a lot not ps4 ps5 controller it feels like i'm kind of pushing on a cushion whenever i'm pushing down on the on the button right so it feels like there's a little bit more resistance but it's a kind of a good kind of resistance i guess i don't know overall i like the controller that was a new ps5 controller that just fell on the ground by the way <clears throat> yeah but i like the new controller oh yeah the uh, the the pad is awesome the um the share buttons, I like how the new buttons are kind of like they're uplifted and they're not like kind of grooved down into the controller. They're kind of more like a button than kind of like it's hard to explain, but it's more like they're pushed up instead of pushed down, pushed down, right? Like there's an actual groove whenever you push the button instead of it kind of being like embedded in the controller. It's a little bit more exaggerated, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. L3, R3, they work perfectly fine. The control stick, which is pretty much the most useless point, uh, part of the controller, is fine. Overall, I like the controller. All right. Now, and here's the USB charging cable. Let me get the other cable as well. Or not the other cable, the uh, the actual PS5 as well. Hold on. this out and this here it fucking is here it is oh my god god i can't wait oh here it is the main thing that we're all here for that you're here for that i'm here for the ps5 console hold on let me pull it out Pull it out. Hold on.
1: Oh, my God. I almost dropped it.
0: Here it is. Oh, God. It's in the shrink wrap. Get out. Get out. It's out now. Oh, God. It's like... I'm not going to lie to you, man. This thing is ginormous. Like, you constantly hear about how fucking big this thing is holy shit that's a big ass fucking console jesus christ you always hear like how fucking massive this thing is you you have to see this thing in person it is fucking ginormous let me put all my trash in my trash can Slide this thing like off my desk and I'm like balancing it with one hand and then I fucking almost drop the fucking thing from like two feet out onto the floor. That would have been fucking bad, but it's a tank. It'll survive. It's like seriously, you're gonna like you're gonna break on the first drop. Like I just dropped the <laughs> I just <laughs> I got another one. It's fine. It's like I dropped the, my PS5 controller the first one. It's like, you know what? Needed to be broken in anyways. It's like, I can't tell you how many times I've dropped my PS4 controllers to the point where they actually broke. One did, not the other one. How do I put the, uh, the stand on? Like the, um, what's it called? Fuck, the, uh, what's it called? The, um, the, the stand on my PS5, so that way I, I can just like, you know, sit it down. Can it also be laid on its side as well? You know what? I probably shouldn't have just thrown the instructions to the other side of my room, but that's fine. How does this thing go? I think like this. Does it, like, clip on the side? Like, I don't... is that it yeah that's the entire box am i seriously gonna have to read the instructions for how to put on the sand? i think so i have no idea how to fucking put this thing on where's the power button too Where is that sucker oh it's here right yeah it's like an actual button instead of like that dumb switch i always hated that on the ps5 that switch that you have not the switch you know what i mean right? Does it just go like this? If you could see just how ridiculous I look with this thing. Oh, oh, wait. I think it has a bottom. Like, you know, like a bottom switch or something like that? Not a bottom switch, but like a bottom lever. Yeah, there it is. And then here's like the screw. Right? I saw them do this. I saw Sony do this. Is this the screw that goes on to the PS4? PS5 that you screw in? This is a pain in the ass to get out. Why would you make this so fucking hard to get out? Or does it slide out? Am I supposed to like slide it out like this? No, I just pulled it out. Okay. And then I think it goes in like this, in the bottom, and then it screws into the bottom of the PS5, right? (sighs) Like right in there, right? How the fuck does this thing go? It goes like right here, right? I'm getting the instructions. I'm done dealing with this thing. Quick start guide. Here we go. I don't need a safety guide. How do you put the mic how do you put the fucking stand in? Attach the base. Oh, so the hook goes on to the back, right? And then they're also talking about how you can like have the side of the, you can like hook the side. You can hook like the um what is it the stand on the side like this i think right like this right and then you can set it on its side right how does this thing go yeah yeah yeah. i'm not gonna hook it up on its side i want it standing up it's a big boy it's gotta stand up and I want it on my desk. And on top of that, I I glued like my PS Four. Attach the screw hole cap to the bottom of the base. Wait, wait, wait. And then remove the screw hole cap. So that's what I didn't do. I need to remove the screw hole cap. How do you do that exactly? Do you just like press up? Yeah. There you go. And then that's where it screws in. Okay. Yeah, I definitely should have read the instructions first. I'm not very smart. I always say I'm dumb. And then you do... Oh, so then you twist in the screw hole. They did it differently on... That's what. That's why I was confused. Because they did it differently on... Um, on, like, the... Uh, hold on. Let me also see where they exactly put this thing. Okay. They did it differently on, like... They're showcasing off of the console, which is why I was super, super confused, confused about it, because I thought that they had had, like, I thought that they had had, like, what was it? Like a, um, what was it? Like a, um, like, fuck, like, I thought that they had had, like, a screw that was inside the case, but they don't, so that's why I was, like, super confused. Hold on, let me fucking twist this bitch like that put this in like this, this, I think they said to put it over this and then like start to twist, do I just like, oh, I guess I just twist it in. Let me get a screwdriver, like a real one. Hold on. This is like a Phillips head and not a flat head. Will you work? No. Let me get a flat head from my toolbox. Now, how how long have I been podcasting? 35 minutes just unboxing this thing. Holy shit. Now it's time. As I try and put shit back to where it originally was. Hold on. Now is actually the time to fucking boot this bitch up. Alright. By the way, we're not going to play, like, a lot of games. In fact, any. I'm just going to, like, set up my account. And, like, that's all I'm going to do. Hold on. Because that's all we fucking need to do. It's like, I'll play games later. It's like we also have to talk about, like, football and all that good Where is my HDMI cable? We'll do this, then we'll move you like this, and then we'll fling you over there. Is this it, right? Unplug you. Goodbye, PS4. Hello! PS5. Let me plug it into my Elgato capture card. There we go. Ah, oh, God. Finally. Finally. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Let me set the mute. Let me set it up. Hold on. Where is it? Here it is. Yeah, 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 Oh my God. Let me switch over to my second output. Let me plug in my PS5 controller, hopefully without dropping it. Either. Yeah, yeah! And for the first time, yeah, yeah. oh my God, for the first time ever, let me boot up my PS. I press the home button. Nothing happened. Hold on. There we go. Turn it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. it booted up perfectly turn on the sound please turn off the music turn it all the way up there it is ah oh. ah oh, there it is right there the ps5 home screen yes my controller is connected ps5 PS5, my controller is connected. Can you please turn it on? PS5. There it is. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There it is. Hold on. They're asking me to, like, whether or not I want to connect to the Internet. Yes, I do. I have to enter in my password here. Hold on. Hold on. It's okay, right? We're we're good. We're green. I don't want to stay on the internet for too long actually. The circles should fit fill the screen without showing black borders. Hold on. They're talking about my display area. The circles should fill the screen without showing black borders. Borders, excuse me. If the circles are cut off or you see black borders plus. If the circles are cut off. Okay, there we go. That's perfect. Okay, they're talking about adjusting the play area. And we'll install it while you consider. and No, like I have like, like my PS5 is like. You know, um, insert insert a game disc so that way we can install the game while you go through your setup. It's like, bro, like, I have what what game disc? Which one do you want? I got them all. Don't tell me what to do, PS5. I'll do whatever I want to do, PS5. Power options for rest mode. No. No. Okay, I'm, like, they're talking about like. <clears throat> they're talking about enable. No, I don't want to do that. They're talking about like enabling stuff. No. Yes. No, okay. I don't want any of these settings. Okay, cool. And then I agree on all this stuff. Let me turn back on the music. Now they're talking about how, like, I need to update my system software to use the network features. Really? I have to do that now? Update. It has, like, 800... Oh, God damn it. Really? Like, literally, it's like, do you want to update your your PS5? I'm like, maybe? I don't know. There's actually, like, people working in my house, so I kind of have to, like, be a little bit, like... now, Now it's, like, five minutes left to download. I shouldn't have downloaded it. Let me... Hold on. Let me just check on something really, really quickly. Hold on. Hold on.
1: All right, sorry about that. Yeah, um, yeah, so they're working. They're
0: home from work and they're working online. Let me take a swig as I wait for my PS5 to update. Jesus Christ, I'm like running up and down the stairs. I'm still very out of shape. So as we stand here and wait for the PS5 to finish updating, which, um, okay. All right. It's like the only reason, by the way, the only reason why I'm updating it right now is so that way I can plug in my PS4, get all of my saved data. I could care less about games. I want the saved data because we're talking like thousands upon thousands of hours of playthroughs of gameplay. I especially want to get Persona 5 Royale because I'm going to replay that game within the next couple of months. I love that game, but, um, Jesus Christ, man, this fucking game is taking forever. Let me also blaze up here. By blaze up, I mean light my candle. Let me also turn off my fan. My fire almost burned my finger off. All
1: right.
0: Is it seriously almost out of gas? It shouldn't be. It's like one of the better lighters that I have. Kind of suck if it was out of gas. All right, cool. And
1: then, hold on, wait. Cool. All
0: right. Push you over here. That's kind of dangerous. It's like I have a full glass, or not a full glass, but it's like a full bottle or can it's like a 40 ounce of half lemonade, half iced tea, literally right in between my PS5 and my computer. I'm like, that's not a good idea. 24 fucking get it up, get it out. So it should only take like a little bit, a little bit longer. Yeah. Um. The, the interesting thing about my PS5 or technically speaking, my PS4 is that the internet on it was terrible. Like it was shot. I couldn't fucking use it at all like that was kind of the only thing that kind of started to break on my ps4 was the lack of internet connection it would just bug out and it's like ps5 is having absolutely no issues with the internet right now it's like it kind of sucked on my ps4 because i couldn't play any multiplayer games on it now i'm not going now i'm definitely not gonna play any multiplayer games on it you know it's like i'm not gonna change that much it's just i'm gonna literally replay all of my old games on my new console that's literally it. As I stand here literally waiting for the console to update. There's like 20-something seconds left. We'll we'll be done with the update. I wonder if there's going to be any like cool and custom themes on the PS5 as well that I can also get. I don't know. Seems kind of like, you know, something that you would want to do, I guess. I don't know. This better be like the last fucking update too. And I have a I have a feeling that it's not... Because I think Sony just came out with a um, with a update for the PS Five today, so more likely than not, this is just the start of the updates rather than like the end. So okay, and now they're like, they're also like giving me a QR code to scan, so that way I can fucking like um what's the word I'm talking about? So that way like. Like, there's a QR code right now where I can go to, like, create a a PS, a PlayStation account. And it's like, bro, I've had one for almost 10 years. Like, I don't need another one. All right. And now it has to restart. Of course it does. Please don't give me another update. Because that would have been, like, a waste of, like, 10 to 20 minutes. Really? Has it? Like, 10 minutes. i sit here and wait for it to I'm not gonna lie to you man it's fucking quiet too where's the fan too is it up top that's so trippy how this thing works cause it's like you look at this thing and you're thinking like the fan must be like on the bottom right or not on the bottom but like on the back of it like I'm not feeling anything it looks like it but I'm not feeling like anything come out of this it's like where's the fan where is it? I don't know. Also, the thing that sucks about the PS5 is that there was there was going to be, like, these custom plates for the console as well. These, like, custom, like, plates that you could use to customize the console. And then Sony went after that company that was making the uh, the custom plates. And then they were like, uh, yeah, we're going to fucking sue you if you keep on doing this shit. And then they were like, well, uh, sorry, guys. we're We're going to have to shut down the site and, like, cancel all the orders and refund you all of your money. Because uh, Sony was like, "Yeah, you're uh, you're not allowed to fucking sell that shit online because it ruins our business. Because we're probably gonna fucking do it, or we're going to create a custom uh, PS5 uh, as well with the fucking with the fucking uh, disc plates." This is taking forever for it to restart. I'm like, I thought this thing was supposed to be super fast, and load super fast. I don't know. Being facetious. A new version of the wireless controller device your console won't need to restart. Can I, like, okay, so now I have to update the firmware or the software on my controller now. Hold on. How long will this take? Oh, like, only a couple of seconds. Yeah, have, have you ever seen, like, a controller need software updates? I mean, I've heard of, like, keyboards and stuff like that. I've never heard of, like, a console like a controller needing a software update like that's weird to me it's like how fucked is the controller that it literally needs an off but needs a fucking update okay cool now they're like email address that now they need my fucking email address hold on i don't know my i'm not gonna lie to you man i don't know my account at all Hold on. I'm entering in, like, my email address here. Cool. So, that's my email. Hold on. Let me look. And let me see my fucking... What is it? Not my email. My password. I have it, like, somewhere... On. Uh. Hmm. <clears throat> oh no 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 no. no. Wait, wait, wait. That's not it. What is it? Here it is. Okay. Cool. Hold on. That's it, right? That's username and password. Not username, but like my account. Okay, cool. What was that? Oh, that was <laughs> that was the that was the uh, the cord. Okay, cool. I'm just, like, making sure that everything is fine. All right. Just, like, going through my system preferences and shit like that. Hmm. Okay, I'll do this later. They're like, two-step authentication. Okay, i would do this later. Like, you don't need my phone number. Goodness gracious, just let me fucking get to the games, man. Like, they're asking, I don't want, no, download later. I'm not going to do any of this. They're like, how how much stuff? Like, yes, okay, transfer, quickly configure your PS5 by bringing over, over your users' games and save data from your PS4. If you want to do this later, okay, I want to do this now. Make sure your PS4 is turned on or connected to the same tool. Okay, hold on. Let me turn on my fucking PS4 now. Hold on. It here it is. It's like I have to use my like my two mon- my second monitor now. Within the time limit, press the power button on your PS for for one second until it beeps, really. Is that it? Within the time limit, press the power button. There it is, right? You found it? No, they didn't. Apparently now my PS4 is restarting. Wait, hold on. All right. It's like now it's re- now my PS4 is restarting. My PS5 is confused. I'm confused. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. They told me to press my button the button once until it beeps. Now it's restarting and now it just it's bugging. I'm very confused. I have like four screens, three screens that I have to look at. I'm very confused at what I'm supposed to do. Hello? Can you hear me? I don't know. I just want to play games. Like, why is this so... Like, I heard that you could use an, an an Ethernet connection. I have the Ethernet cord right here. I have it. Here it is. It's right here. It's right there. I don't know why I can't just use that. I, like, dusted it off. I I freaking made sure all the cords were properly connected... And then, it's, and then it's like, of course, it said something went wrong. Of course it did. Okay, here we go. Transfer data to another console. Preparing to transfer. Do not turn off the PS4 or disconnect any cables. What do you mean you can't transfer the data? Why not? My PS4 is like, preparing to transfer. Do not turn off the PS4 or disconnect any cables. After preparation is complete, the PS4 will restart immediately. Okay, so apparently I can't do this. Apparently they're just, okay, now my PS4 is restarting. It's bugging. Everything's bugging. Can I just do this by Ethernet? You know what? I'll I'll press do this later because this is just disastrous. And then now it's like, okay, that was like my final step. They're like, welcome to PS5. Is there any like cool intro to it? Cool. All right. Let me fucking... Where's the sound? You bugging? I don't know. Where is... My settings? So that way I can just like... Holy shit, they have all my games already. Like, they're all locked. But they're like, yeah, you know, if you want all of these fucking games... They have literally all of my games. Because it's connected to my account. Jeez, and games that... I haven't. Wow. Dude, what? That's so cool. Yeah. Like the, and the cool thing is, right. If you've never like played on PlayStation, right. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, right. Like getting to the game library is such a pain in the ass because they're like, you want, you want to access all of the apps, right. On your console. Right. And I'm like, fuck no, I only want to access my fucking, um, the games on my console. And they're like, oh, um, well, fuck you. But yeah, they fucking have all of my games. They have Tetris Effect. I love Tetris Effect. They have The Last of Us Part Two. They have Heavy Rain. Yeah, these are all of my games. Wow. Of course, they're connected to my account, but still, you know. That's pretty fucking awesome. Wow. All right, let's transfer all this shit. Let's turn it off and let's fucking peace out. Cause I actually have to, (laughs) I actually have to, um, you know, you know, to do stuff. Oh, I actually like the UI for the PS5. How do I do this again? System. How much storage do I have? I have like, oh, I only have 600 gigabytes. Jesus Christ. What takes up 400 gigabytes on your PS5? God, that's so little. Save data. Spoiler warnings? You can get spoiler warnings on this fucking thing too? That's so weird. How do I like sync save data? Save data. Hold on save data on ps4 copy your save data to cloud storage or a usb drive and delete it from a console dude i literally why can't i just transfer the data because i saw this i saw this like on um on ps on my like on um what was it called Like, I saw this somewhere where you could just, like, transfer data from your PS4 to your PS5 via, like, an Ethernet uh, connection, excuse me. Just, like, where the fuck is that? Here it is. Here's the PS... Remote play. No, I don't want the fucking remote play. I want to, like, transfer the fucking data. Why can't I do that? Alright, fuck off. Where's, like... Why isn't this easier? And I don't want to transfer it over a, a, like you know over the internet cuz i don't want to put a strain on the internet cuz somebody is working like i literally just want to transfer this do i seriously need to update the system software for the ps for my ps4 if it, if i do i'm just going to piss off and turn it off it's like really there's no way my ps4 needs an update because it's fine right because i updated it like last week <clears throat> yeah i'm like i did it doesn't need to be updated why is this so difficult again that's what i don't understand on. God, this is so hard. System. Trying to, like, find the storage. Not the storage, excuse me. I don't want to, like... I don't want to literally, like, have it... Like, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to, like, literally transfer... Like, my PS4 games and gameplay... Not gameplay, but, like, my, my save data from my PS4 to my PS5. I'll look this shit up later, Later, excuse me. Because I'm not going you know, to do this now. Well, um, how do I turn this thing off? Is this it? Yeah. I have to, like, press and hold the button. Anyways, yeah, I'm not going to, like, do this on the podcast, you know? I'll figure it out later. I just realized, like, how messy my room is because of, like, how much flinging of stuff I've done. Oh, gosh. All right. Sorry about that. Let me get back to what I was doing before I tripped myself up here. All right. Let's get into this. Oh, All right, let me. Actually, I completely forgot to pause my DVR. <clears throat> let me turn on that. Let me press play on this. And let me sit out. All right. So that was kind of a, uh, a glimpse into the PS5. I know I didn't do a fantastic job on it, but you know, it's like, it's my first time too. It was like, I was trying to fucking figure out how to, you know, how to use the fucking uh, little tiny thing, the, the cap screw on the bottom and Sony during the, um, during their unboxing of it. And when they used the stand, they had a little tool for it. And I was like, oh, I guess mine is going to come for, um, come with a tool and it did not. And I was super confused. But beyond that, I think I did a pretty good job. Anyways, let me. Wait, is my monitor now bugging? I think so. Let me do this. All right, cool. So, all right. Oh wow, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> like I'm, I like li- again. Your P- like the PS5, stupidly tall. Like it's literally blocking a section off of my, you know, of my uh, what's it called, of my computer. Like I, it's like, you know, it is. Anyways, um, what do I got for you today, besides like PS Five news and PS Five stuff and folklore and all that other good stuff? What do I? What else do I have for you today? Well, oh my got? I got football. I got college football. And I also got um I also got NFL football. Right. And we'll kinda start and end the podcast kind of there, right? College football. NFL football. <clears throat> Not just my projections and wins and losses and things of that nature, but also like you know, some honest to God topics that I, you know, I, you know, I I took some time out and I was like, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta check out what's going on and things of that nature. And, you know, I, I, I did research some stuff, got some new information about some stuff. And here we are Tuesday and I'm back reporting, back talking about some stuff that I think is very, very, very important For the um, for the near future. Right. So we're going to talk about wide receivers. We're going to talk about draft picks. We're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence. We're going to talk about, you know, all that good stuff. Okay, but give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to take a quick, a quick little bathroom break. And then I'll come back. Hold on. Let me play some music and then I'll be out. Hold on. This should be perfect. Play. Did I seriously just get the glitch where it just doesn't play any music? What a disaster of a podcast. Did it ser- can I seriously not play anything? Like I literally was just able to play music. I hate iTunes so much. Play music. Can it seriously not Oh my God, I hate iTunes. Listen, like literally what I'm going to have to do. I Like, is there any like better song player? Yeah, like iTunes is broken. All of the rest of my stuff on my computer works fine. And it's just like, what is wrong with this thing, man? Because I like, I sometimes get this glitch on my computer where I can't play like videos and music and stuff like that. And it's, like, I didn't get it, like, in it, it, like, in, by literally, like, not being able to play videos and music, I literally can't play videos and music and things of that nature. And, um, like, literally, I wasn't, like, literally, it affects, like, iTunes, it affects YouTube, it affects everything, Netflix, whatever, it affects fucking everything. And it's, like, literally, I couldn't fucking do anything and things of that nature. I don't know. But now it's, like, it's taking forever to load anything on YouTube right now, so I don't, like... I don't know, man. I don't know. It just loaded a fucking liquor commercial, so it's iTunes. It's definitely fucking iTunes. But to be honest with you, I have a lot of tabs open. I have like twenty or something close to it. So maybe it's like, and some of them are kind of strenuous, but I don't. I don't really care. Hold on. iTunes, are you seriously not going to work today? We have to, like, fucking do an outro. iTunes is fucking bugging. Remember when, like, iTunes was, like, a usable and reliable, like, source to play your music and things of that nature? And now, in, like, 2020, it's just a fucking absolute dog shit app? Like, I remember using iTunes to play music on my computer and, and, and on my phone, and it's just, like, now it's just so fucking broken. I can't even play my fucking music. It's like, why did you make this code so complex? It's a music player, bro. Finally, it works. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I'll be back in a couple of minutes um, to, uh to you know, to fucking finish off the podcast. I think we still have another two hours left. We'll kind of see. We'll figure it out. Um, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, 24 podcast.
1: But you'll find me deep in the cushion Even when I win and feel like I'm losing Listening to beats and the Pima cruising I think I got another hit, I can feel my body bruising What's the conclusion or rather my hypothesis I'm darker than Gotham, it's like reading Astrodomis at 90 degrees You better believe I know how to turn a profit with ease Diacritical lifestyle, I'm always overseas Hurricane Bobby in the studio blowing trees With the topic, I drop it, fuck around and leave them all concussed When i bust, no That's where we living in this fuck, industry rule number 4081, your new shit ain't good as your old shit, see your new shit is your old shit, son, and this uh, million, son. I wear this 24 karat solid gold, rolly for my son as an heirloom, not for looking dope as I rhyme, as a representation to give your family your time, if you're searching for love in the industry, you'll be let down they don't love you till you dead, and then they call you profound, no matter how mainstream you was in the end, you still underground, that's the truth, feeling close to the cliff, like Rick in the booth money ain't the key to happiness and it's the proof modern day rappers like a golden era spoof but a few of us were surging within the second renaissance and I know that my debut times been keeping a legacy going by flowing so involuntarily seamless me and my team is finally reaping what we've been sowing like a seamstress I said I'm on one I know I'm unsung was living my life backwards like Tariq on undone and now they wonder how I got over son Check the method, I've been living outside the Pages for ages, now I'm back. Chocolate City, home of percussion, Maryland on my back. From Tacoma Park, far the way to southeast D.C. It felt like forever ago and feel like beach. a freshman on double XL, 2013 on the cover double XL, living life behind these bars with no intent in a post and bail, cause I prevail, but that's a story for another time, story for another rhyme, and on my darkest days I know that the sun will shine, eventually, greatest liver sister ever do it, yeah, essentially, and if we're being modest and potentially, and if we're being humble then. And-
0: Fantastic track fantastic track by the one and only great and indomitable logic all right hold on awesome all right i'm standing up again i like standing up when i'm podcasting anyways so what besides like ps5 what do we got You know, hooked it up, set it up an hour before, an hour later. We're back. We're cool. We're copacetic. What do I got today? Well, I talked about it a little bit before. I I kind of, I was super excited to get my PS5. I'm not going to lie to you that I kind of forgot to, um, hold on. I kind of forgot to, um, you know, to like do some of the, um, what is it? What's it called? Some of the like this weekend's predictions and things of that nature. So we're going to kind of have to do them right now as well, but it should be all right. It should be fine. Why did I just get a fucking message from the Detroit Lions about their bail- their availability right now? Can I like not get your notifications, Detroit? Because I really don't care about Detroit. That much. I care more about like Mike Valenti and 97.1, 97.3. The ticket. I don't know. I care that about that more than I do about the Detroit Lions. Sorry, I'm drinking. Drinking. Tea. Hold on. Let me unplug my monitor. It's really bugging right now. Hold on this thing is fucking bugging. All right. Cool. We're cool. Cool. It's like it constantly keeps on just like tripping out, tripping balls. I'm like, let me just change it up. So, this weekend, learned a lot about college football, learned a lot about the NFL. There's a lot of kind of there's a lot of symbiosis there a lot of um uh you know uh continuity with both you know with both leagues you know college football nfl football by the time the weekend was over with and and kind of monday had rolled around i was kind of like i was i was full it was like i had ate like perfect ruth chris medium rare steak for like two days in a row i was like sick i was like and i ate like a whole cow you know i didn't I didn't just eat like a filet. I ate a strip. I ate a ribeye. Excuse me. I ate fucking brisket. I had fucking ribs. And just for kicks, I had like a fully loaded milkshake and ground beef as well. I mean, I had I had a lot of delicious stuff this weekend. All the championships, SEC, Big Ten, uh, Big 12, and... Uh, Um, ACC. I didn't watch the Mountain West because I don't care. It's irrelevant. But I watched all of those teams play last weekend on Saturday. Glorious Saturday. Glorious day. By the way, I should have mentioned this at the top of the podcast. Uh, Once again, this is the last podcast for the week until Sunday. I definitely should have mentioned this an hour ago. But I was, again, very, very excited. Hopefully you watched yesterday's podcast and... Also got to this point in the podcast as well. So um, today or not today, but like, as you know, no, I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow, but just know like Thursday, I'm not going to be back Friday. I'm not going to be back Saturday. I'm not going to be back and there's football games and things of that nature going on. I'm not going to be back for those games. And then Sunday, I'll be back to cast all the Sunday games, and then it's just a, a normal schedule. Like, I'm only... It's weird how little, now that I think about it, how little I take off, because I only took off Thanksgiving, and then I think I was back Friday, and then I am now only going to take off, like, two to three days, because there's nothing going <laughs> There's nothing going on. I've, I'm not going to lie to you. I would have podcasted on Christmas Eve if there was a game going on, but there isn't, so no podcast. So... What do I got? Also, there's a DVD in my DVD player that's done. Let me switch over to something else. Let me go back to live television. Hopefully it paused when I told it to pause. It looks like it's halftime at the Alabama game right now. So that's kind of awesome. Let me kind of fast forward through the rest of the game. Or not the rest of the game. The rest of the halftime, or the rest of halftime, let me kind of start off with Alabama versus Florida, right? So, I'm watching this game, and I'm watching Patrick Sertain, and I even, like, stayed up this morning, right? I stayed up this morning, and I rewatched the entire game specifically on defense, and I watched Patrick Sertain exclusively, right? It was like I was watching coachesville, film. And when I was watching Patrick Sertain last night, and even on Saturday, and I watched him, I watched him a little bit on Sunday. I've seen a lot of his plays like three times already from Saturday. Like I saw it on Saturday, and then I watched a little bit of it on Sunday, and then I rewatched the entire thing all over again yesterday. Like it was literally after the podcast, I stayed up for like an additional hour to 2 hours or something like that watching certain. Maybe not 2 hours, that. That's probably not it. Maybe like an hour or something like that. But I was watching Certain last night again because I feel like there's this notion and this narrative going out there right now and I'm again, I'm not a big film and tape guy. It's not where I make a lot of my bread. It's not where I make a lot of my money. I'm, you know, I'm 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 just I'm a fan, so I kind of just like look at statistics look at you know look at tape and try and decipher you know what i can and that's kind of it i'm i'm not big opinion guys on tape and i have more I, ha, I i go to i go to people who actually have good opinions that i trust about this type of stuff over myself i don't trust myself with this type of stuff um you know myself however i was watching certain on saturday I saw him again on Sunday. I saw him again on Monday, and I watched him early early in the morning, like midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. I think it was 1 o'clock when I stopped watching certain play. I don't get it. I don't get the narratives that's come out from this weekend. I don't get it at all. Let me write something down because it kind of something also came to mind as well when I thought of certain That was my game, my new game, Spider-Man. write down something in my journal let me write down another name I just don't get this guy or the the uh, the rhetoric for this guy writing it down I'm a slow writer I don't get I don't get it I don't get why everybody is now, like, super down on Patrick Sertain. That game against Florida that I'm re-watching for maybe a third or fourth time, that game made me really, really happy um, about – not Justin, uh, Patrick Sertain. That game made me really, really secure about him. Where I was like – I don't know how he's going to test at the Combine. A lot of people think he's going to test at, like, a 4-5 – I would say 4-4 something, somewhere between like a four four zero and like a 4 I would say. I haven't, like here's the thing about Patrick Sertain, and again, I'm not great at watching tape and film and stuff like that, but when I saw Patrick Sertain play against some of the other, like against Kyle Pitts, who's a tight end, I get it, but even against other guys, it wasn't like Patrick Sertain was really like, I didn't really see his top end speed that much to be honest with you. Like I really didn't. And I love Jeff, Jeff Cavanaugh. And he was talking about, I think yesterday he was talking about how like, and I love Jeff and I think he's awesome, but he was talking about how like Patrick Sertain is like really, really grabby. I don't, I don't really know, man. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't see that at all in this game. And this is the game that he kind of gets tested a little bit and he passed. Like I'm watching essentially the only play that he gave up all game long, and I talked about it on Saturday. The only play that he gives up is it's a double move route. It's a double move go route, and he doesn't bite on the fake. the uh, The wide receiver number eight kind of like you know gives him this little stutter at the top of his route, and then he breaks off to the outside, and then he goes up the field. And this is the throw that Caltrasco has been missing all day. Because what Patrick Sertain does, he like squeezes you, like he puts you in a fucking chokehold. He forces you to go outside, like really, really, really far outside. And he forces Kyle Trask to make a very, like, an awesome throw. Patrick Sertain on this play, he just doesn't even go up for the ball because Pat, not Patrick, Kyle has missed all of his wide receivers. He's missed Kyle Pitts on this throw. He's missed another wide receiver. He's missed this throw two to three times this game. So. Patrick Sertain is like, this is going to be just another complete, uh incompletion, excuse me, because he's missed all of his guys consecutively on this route, on this exact same route where they have me um, lined up against them, and he even gives him another double move, and Sertain just kind of like holds. He doesn't bite on it. He just holds. He kind of stops, and then he goes, and he's still like, he's still with them, like stride for stride. He turns his head around. He just like You can maybe even say a little bit of P.I. on the offense, but still, like, that's, like, Sertain was in coverage. He was in perfect coverage. The ball was thrown a little bit, but this is an awesome throw by by Kyle Pitts. Not Kyle Pitts, excuse me, Kyle Trask. Like, he does an awesome job here against Sertain, right? And it's an awesome throw, and Sertain just doesn't judge it properly, and he thinks that it's going out of bounds, and he loses the ball because Kyle Trask has thrown this exact same ball at him twice, and it hasn't worked, and the third time's the charm, and he scores a touchdown on it. Give give a lot of credit to to um, to Kyle Trask and the receiver eight, but beyond this plate, nothing. I saw really nothing from Patrick Sertain as it relates to you know his uh, ability to play corner. Like, is he a turnover machine? No, not really. Like he doesn't really get a lot of interceptions I think he only has one on the season but his technique his mechanics as it pertains to the quarterback position are elite in my opinion coming out of college of course obviously not going into the NFL and how I've kind of come to that conclusion is because I'm watching him play in the secondary it's not just that he lines up and he just waits for people and he just beats people with speed or whatever because it's Patrick Sertain or he beats them with his technique. He like, or not with his technique, but just like one move or whatever. Like he, he either jams them or he plays off or like, like all this other stuff. Like I I I'm not necessarily like that technical or that informed about the position, but even I can recognize that Sertain is giving them a lot of different looks as it pertains to the coverage that he's playing. Sometimes he plays off, like off coverage, like in his own, type of concept. Other times it's an off coverage, but it's man. Other times it's in press and he jams at the line of scrimmage, and other times like on this play on Florida's next possession, it's um it's a off coverage, but he's not like 10 yards. He's he's like 1 yard, he's like he's a couple of yards away from the wide receiver like I would say like 2 or 3, but he bails. Like he bails and he slides on the inside and he forces The wide receiver to go on the outside and he kind of like and and I remember Jeff was talking about it last night he was talking about how like Patrick Sertain is a little bit grabby let me unplug my computer first hold on sorry about that but he's a little bit grabby no he's not what Patrick Sertain will do is he'll touch you like when you're running and stuff like that to kind of like feel where you're going and how you're going and if you're about to take off and if you're it's kind of just like to understand by touch like just to gauge what you're doing how you're doing it things of that nature maybe he shoves you a little bit to the outside he'll jam you things of that nature to make sure that you know you're going where you need to go you know it's kind of like in a lot of in a lot of cases during this game Patrick Sertain was controlling the wide receiver and where they went and how they went and where, where and when they did things over the wide receiver kind of doing what they wanted to do and things of that nature also something very very important and I had kind of I was thinking about this um, as I was watching the game today or specifically last night right and even the night before right so a lot of people um, I, I feel like they don't understand like field's Like, field positioning and things of that nature and, like, where you're supposed to go as it pertains to, like, a wide receiver and things of that nature. Or not um, where you're supposed to go, but what, like, what side of the field the quarterback favors when it comes to throwing? Right? I feel like a lot of people don't really take that into account. Hold on, let me take a swig of my lemonade. Sorry about that. I had, I, I like removed the, the cap and now I'm like drinking my eliminated as if it's like a water bottle. Like I'm just like drinking it as if I'm drinking through like a fire hose or something like that. <clears throat> um, But anyways, like I feel like a lot of people, they don't really understand like how much a quarterback loves to throw on their, on their right side. You know of the football field versus like the left like if you're right handed like you know like act like you're about to like like stand as if you're about to throw right because you're more of a right because you're right handed your body like the front of your body like where your right arm is is usually going to be in the direction of the right side you know of your right side because your right hand is it's like being a boxer right. Like, your right foot is going to be back if you're you're orthodox, right? If you're a boxer, your right foot is going to be back. Your right hand is going to be back. You're going to favor your right side more. You're going to throw out more of a roundhouse kick than, like, a – than just, like, a front, like, kick. What's it called? Where you just, like, kick out in front of you? Not when you, like, turn and twist your body to the side, but where you just, like, kick out. I don't know what that kick is called. But – the point is, right, when you're favoring, when you're right-handed and you're favoring your right side, you want to throw to your right side because you just catch it, you turn, and then you throw, right, with your right hand. Whereas, and, and this is just, you know, in a deep drop back. You just drop back with the ball, you look, and then you just throw, right? If it was, you know, if you're a left-handed, or not in a left-handed quarterback, excuse me, if you're a right-handed quarterback who's trying to throw to the left side of the football field, you drop back, you drop back, you drop back, you turn your body and then you throw to the left side of the ball uh, of the field, right? You you step back, you drop back, you turn, and then you throw, right? Again, you can do it, and again, a lot of people like the point that I'm trying to make here. Quarterbacks would rather p- throw the football to the right side of the ball, uh, you know, of the field, or more specifically, if a guy is coming from the left side over the middle, like if he's working across the middle on like a slant, like that's that's the side that they would love to throw on, right? What Kyle, what Patrick sertain is doing on this game or in this game against Cal Trask and against the Al, not I was about to say the Alabama Gators, excuse me the Florida Gators he's forcing Trask to throw onto the left side exclusively, and it's not necessarily what he would want to do. he's essentially taken away the right side they've had to run all of their strong formations on the left side. If, and by the way, it's why whenever you see a three-by-one concept, it's because it's like, you know, because they're on the right side, it favors the right side of the quarterback and things of that nature. There's also times, for example, where depending on where they spot the ball between the seams, it's like sometimes you'll have formations that are more geared towards the left side of the field because you don't really have as much space on the right side. And then the vice versa. Sometimes you'll have more space on the right side and, um, and not on the left. So you'll want to have – you know, the weak side of the formation be on the left side and on the right side. You, like, there's a lot of different concepts that go with this, right? So what I'm trying to say is, Kyle Trask, and I've seen them do this a lot. I've seen them play on the strong side and have it be on the right side. And there's times where they're they're operating with very, very little space on the left side, and they still even run a strong side formation on that. And then on this series right, right here where I'm watching, where it's like the start of the third quarter, they're running a lot of their – their possessions now because the uh the left side of the field is you know is more condensed they're starting to run their formations on the right side and nothing's working and Patrick Sertain's communication is fucking insane there's times where and in fact a lot of times what he'll do he'll just play outside but he'll line up inside right so let's say it's a three by one concept and it's a mesh concept it's bunched up right they're inside they're tight what he'll do is he'll sometimes he'll be in the slot and he'll be playing the slot and then he'll backpedal out and then he'll go to the outside and he's like pointing, he's pointing to Malachi Moore or um, whoever is playing the slot guy. He'll point and he'll hand him off as he piv as he uh, backpedals out of playing the slot. He's gonna go back and then he's gonna he's gonna uh, backpedal out and he's gonna follow the guy who's going on the underneath route to the outside and he'll cut him off if he's going up. So if he goes outside, if Patrick, if if the wide receiver is going outside and he catches the ball, Patrick certain excuse me, is going to be there to tackle him. But if he goes up, Patrick certain is already in position, ready to go up the field. I'm moving all around the, my room now, ready to go up the field and pursue the wide receiver. It's awesome to watch. Let me make sure all this stuff doesn't get destroyed. So he like he plays he he loves playing outside he doesn't like playing inside but there's very very few corners that love playing inside in the slot but like I was I was surprised at how smooth that handoff was you know and and it's and it's a lot of Patrick Sertain but it is also a lot of Alabama and their scheme and their concept and how great they are at communicating on defense and things of that nature but yeah like For Patrick to – Sertan to be understand like handoffs and things of that nature and to be able to successfully do it to me is like insane. And then on top of that, I also saw him give these – I saw him give different looks based upon down and distance to different wide receivers. And, I mean, they were like – it was – again, it was like press – it was off man. It was zone coverage coverages. It was just a lot of fantastic stuff coming out of Patrick Sertan. And I mean, there are times where he would line up. He would. It's he's disguising the coverages in college, where he would line up. He would walk up to the wide receiver, get down as if he was in press, and then bail out. And then he's he's um he's at the line to gain at the. Uh, you know, at the, uh, at at the 10 yard, at at, at the line of game, right? Like where it's first and 10, he would be essentially lined up 10 yards out after he, after they give him the hard count, right? Like it's awesome to watch. Like he's a really, really awesome football player. I mean, he's just, he just is awesome in coverage. I mean, it's it's just it's just incredible to me just how I haven't seen Caleb Farley. I'm gonna have to let me watch a little bit of his highlights right now. He opted out, so I don't really have a lot of his like tape right now. But if you ask me right now, who would I want if I was the you know the Dallas Cowboys? I would want Caleb, not Caleb Farley, um, Patrick Sertain, or Micah Parsons. It would it would be like Micah, Par, Micah Parsons. Um, and then Caleb Farley, but that's only if Patrick Sertain is just off the board. Like, and here's the thing, right? I didn't really see Patrick Sertain struggle at all as it pertained to like, you know, these types of coverage concepts. He didn't really get fooled, um, by the, um, by the Florida Gators and things of that nature. He kind of just did his fucking job. And, um, and did it at a very, very high level, and I mean, like, again, I'm not very informed and knowledgeable about tape and things of that nature, but just, like, by what I saw, like, I saw him get tested repeatedly, and there were times, not even get tested repeatedly, that's not even the proper way of describing what happened in this game, there are times where they deliberately went away from him, like, right here, this is a zone concept to Kyle Pitts, it's like, third and 17 this isn't this isn't Patrick Sertain's fault even though it happened on his side of the football field it's a two by two concept he's playing an off coverage it looks like they're playing zone and Kyle Pitts had gone you know he had he ran he, he had found the hole in the zone essentially it was it was an awesome play by him but Kyle Pitts has three receptions for 45 yards which yeah it's a lot of yards per reception but he hasn't really you know been that active in the game plan it's been like Darius Tony, it's been right. It's been other people, and then it's just like, I mean, Daniel Moses was on, was in coverage, and he and he just got destroyed. Like, or certain on this play, he's inside. He acts like he's gonna jam. He takes the underneath route. Daniel Moses takes the over, which is like one of the few times that he does, and they get burned on his side of the football field, right? And usually, once again. Sertain would pass it off certain he would go up the field and take the guy outside the numbers and whoever was underneath it's Malachi Moore it's Daniel Moses it's somebody else it would be that guy covering who Patrick Sertain was covering underneath the one play that that happens the one play that somebody else is covering somebody on the outside boom they're gone I'm telling you man like a lot of people are like, certain sucks. And I'm like, I, like, did you not watch the game? Did you not watch him play? And it's like after this game, I'm like, bro, like he only gave up maybe two or three receptions. I get it. Some of the receptions weren't great, like the, the touchdown play, but like every other part of his game has been phenomenal. You would love to see him play more on the inside, a little bit more. Outside, he's fantastic, bro. And that's what I want. I want him playing more on the outside. The best receivers line up on the outside. Talk about a wet blanket over a dwindling fireman. This guy puts dudes to sleep. It's like Mike Tyson in his prime, except as a corner, and only when it comes to coverage. He doesn't, like, hit people. He just plays very, very excellent coverage. So Sertain is awesome. I don't I, I, I don't get it. I really, really don't. I don't get the narrative. I don't get the rhetoric. I don't get any of that stuff. I don't. <clears throat> I think he's awesome. I think people are making a huge mistake other uh by saying otherwise. <clears throat> but it is what it is happened did I just get an email about one of the orders yep I got it like two hours two to three hours after after it arrived they're like your order is here 24 I'm like I I know so yeah Patrick Sertain easily one of the best corners in the um in in college football I, I I would I would take him I would take him I think he's a top five top eight draft pick like there's certain guys I I talked about it with quarterbacks right like there's uh, like it, it used to be like if you're a top five quarterback you're an elite level quarterback right and there's nobody else that's elite I think that's flawed thinking because you know there definitely have been like like how many quarterbacks were like are going to be hall of famers that were in the league in the last 20 years Tom Brady Drew Brees Aaron Rodgers Peyton Manning Think Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. That's six, right? So, like, we have six, right? Quarterbacks. So what? So what? Like, like Ben Roethlisberger's is not an elite quarterback, or there were points. Like right now, he he isn't. But like, my point is, right? In the heyday of all of those quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, uh, Peyton Manning, Ben. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and Philip Rivers, right? Those six guys. And maybe you can even put in Eli as well. I think Eli's a Hall of Famer, but I don't think he was, like, elite for all of his career. But I think those guys that I just mentioned, maybe not Philip Rivers so much, but he, he definitely had some years that he was elite, but maybe not, like, for his entire career. But th- my point is, is like, those guys are, are are Hall of Famers. The majority of them had years where they were elite and things of that nature. And there's six quarterbacks instead of five. The point that I'm trying to make here is that you can have more elite quarterbacks uh, than just like that are, um that are, you know, then you can have more than five elite quarterbacks is what I'm trying to say. And I think that you can have a similar premise with the draft. I think there's more than just five players that can be in the top five. Like, for example, there's probably going to be Panea Sewell, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I'll get to him in a couple of minutes. Um, Micah Parsons, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Patrick Sertain, Caleb Farley. I would be happy if all five of those guys were in the top five. Some of those guys were like – some of those guys like a little bit later in the top five in my opinion, but like four or five. (laughs) But like, like, like if, for example, Patrick Sertain was like the fifth overall draft pick, I would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Or Micah Parsons was the fifth or, or fourth. I'd be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Maybe not third overall, but yeah, like fourth, fifth. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Let me take a swig. Mm. But yeah, like there's a little bit more nuance than, well, this guy sucks or this guy's great or, this guy isn't very good or this guy, you know, he lost or his team didn't play well and things of that. It's like, dude, like we just broke down a little bit of his tape. We just broke it down. Again, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a tape guy. So, you know, take my word with a grain of salt. But whenever I see Patrick Sertain play, and especially on this series where Florida had just scored, One of their biggest plays was the PI against Daniel Moses where when he was in coverage on the outside, he got fucking smoked. But, I mean, it's weird. It's weird to see just how awesome Patrick Sertain was and how little big plays he gave up when he was playing outside versus when Daniel Moses went outside and he drew a flag. I mean, I'm just saying. Just saying. Hmm. Anyways, um, Patrick Surtain wow. We're already two hours into the show, and we still haven't gotten anywhere near where I want to get to. But, yeah, Patrick Surtain is a pretty awesome, awesome cornerback. I would draft him. I hope the Dallas Cowboys, I really, really hope that the Dallas Cowboys draft him in the first round. I'm not going to lie to you. And kind of like go with what you got here on linebacker. You may kind of come to regret it because Micah Parsons is awesome. But the good news is Dallas is going to get a top-tier player for their defense. They're going to get Micah Parsons or Patrick Sertain or Caleb Farley. They just are. They're just going to get him. You know, there's three defensive players. Or, God help you, they're going to get fucking Devontae Smith. Or Jamar Chase or Pania Sewell or one of those guys. They're gonna get they're gonna get a, a really, really awesome player in the first round. So we'll see. Anyways. Let me pull up something else that I got for you today. I have so many gosh darn tabs open up right now. It's kinda like making my computer bug out way too many tabs. Why is this tab a thing? Get this thing off. Like, I don't even know why I have that tab on. So this morning I was looking up, I was, you know, I was on my phone as I was kind of like in my bathroom break. I'm not going to lie to you. I was on my phone. I was looking up some stuff. I was going through my daily routine of reading articles seeing if there's something that I want to actually cover and things of that nature. And one kind of stood out, right? And it was by, I'm guessing, a Dallas Cowboy reporter. I'm not going to tell you the outlet. I don't want to – I'm going to talk very negatively about this, and I don't necessarily want to send, like, directly negative feedback their way or whatever. I'm just going to kind of, um, you know, go about this in a semi-positive way by not just – saying this person from this outlet wrote this article that I'm going to bash for like the next 10 to 20, maybe 30 minutes. I'm not going to do that. What I will do, though, is what I will do is I will pull up a bunch of people's um, uh, posts from like Twitter and stuff like that today, as well as um, pulling up stuff from, from people who had put out some stuff yesterday and things of that nature and had talked about pro bowlers and Dallas Cowboys. Like, this is the meat of the podcast as well. Um, uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. Hold on. I'm, like, looking at something here. It's kind of like looking at, okay, I don't really care about this. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm trying to find if like anything else. Really? Oh my god, this is like, holy shit, this is like, man, way too many fucking people tweet. (laughs) Way too many fucking people tweet. Way too much shit, bro. Like, I remember, hold on, let me sit down. I'm like, I'm on somebody's Twitter right now that I was like, gonna quote, and I still am. Holy shit, man. Today, this person probably, like, tweeted out, how much, how much, like, how much tweeting can people do, man? Honestly, bro. Like, (laughs) holy shit, man. Like, I mean, God, this person tweets like a motherfucker. And it's like I'm reading it. It's like, holy shit, bro. Jesus Christ. I'm kind of just like reading somebody's Twitter right now. Blah, blah, blah. the fuck is this can we like stop treating jerry jones's words as gospel man goodness gracious i'm not gonna say who tweeted this out god man people like people take jerry jones's words way too seriously bro I'll read you this quote. This is why I just don't listen to Jerry Jones like at all. He's talking about turning off the lights and stuff like that. He's like, I call it the light theory. When you walk out of a room, you ought to turn the light off if there's nobody in it because all you're doing is keeping a light on for the rats and the mice. There's nobody in there to see the light, so you turn that light off. What you do is on every negotiation, you turn the light off because you may not think you need that light in that room. When you can't afford it, you will need it. There's no question you will need it at a certain time in the future, so you negotiate every time you can You can for the benefit of having more available for the players around the very player you're talking to. He's talking about paying Dak Prescott, by the way. Now, that's not directed at any player. It 1,000% is. He's been taking shots at Dak Prescott for over a year. That's just a negotiation, he continues to go on to say. That's real. That's not BS. It 1,000% is BS. It's like you wouldn't need to think and— opaque and weird ass metaphors if that wasn't BS that's a very real thing no it's not that's like an ankle injury again another shot at Dak Prescott that's like depreciation and talent again another shot attack that's very much a part of what goes on when you're trying to put a team together speak literally not metaphorically because it's not working the fact that people are honestly like talking about this as if it's actually like information that we can all use is, like, fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. Goodness gracious, dude. I just, ah, my God. So, the part of the podcast that I was going to transfer to, I now have to take off. I cannot stand these Dallas beat reporters, man. I just can't. Oh my God. What are they doing? Why are they giving a platform to Jerry Jones to just like speak utter nonsense? Like I may, like, I think the last time that I looked at a Jerry Jones quote may have been a couple of weeks ago. Like I just, I just am done with taking him seriously. And even today, when I like say something of his, it's not to take him seriously. It's just to be like, look how ridiculous this guy is and look at how ridiculous the people who cover him are. As if what he's saying is intelligible at all. It's so fucking dumb. Holy shit, bro. Like, this is what people this is who people are covering right now. Really? This is what you guys want? Dumbass Jerry Jones quotes that are, like, unintelligible dribble. God, man. And the thing that, like, weirds me the fuck out about this is that these are, like, seasoned fucking journalists. That's the sad fucking thing. That's the thing where I'm like, whoa, that fucking does not make any fucking sense at all. That's like people are like honestly taking this old dude seriously. Who fucking doesn't even know what he's doing at all. Because he hasn't been anywhere close to Super Bowl in like 20 years, bro. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Get the fuck off my television screen. <sighs> God. So I have this, um,. So there were, like, these reporters today, right? And this, there was this article that I was kind of circling back to what I was talking about almost 10 minutes ago. There was this um, report that came out. Not even a report. It was just opinion pieces, right, by a lot of people. A lot of people. There are tweets that, that were um, tweeted about it. Excuse me. There was, um, there was, you know, articles written about it. Probably people were talking about it as well, saying, like, hmm. You know, the Cowboys, for the first time in almost 30 years, they're like, they just don't have any football players go to the Pro Bowl. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? Really? It's like, yes, really, yes. The Cowboys, for the first time, if you did not understand what I was saying, because, you know, that's, uh, like, it it was almost unintelligible. I sounded like Scooby-Doo or some weird shit like that. But, um, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, they haven't been to uh, – they, they've always had a Pro Bowler in the Pro Bowl since 1989. Um, I think the Pro Bowl is a little bit of a joke. I think that the all-star voting is a little bit of a joke. I think even all NBA teams, all NFL teams, all pro teams are a little bit of a joke because the media votes on them. I think the Hall of Fame is a little bit of a joke because people who fucking think that Drew Pearson doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame are ridiculous. So yeah, I think all of those institutions institutions are a little bit of a joke. Not the uh, um not the actual like award and accolade, I think the actual process is a joke. So let me be very clear on that if I wasn't, which I kind of wasn't. The institution isn't the actual um the actual fucking act. The process is a bit of a joke. So yeah. But um A lot of people are talking about pro bowlers and things of that nature for the Dallas Cowboys and how the Dallas Cowboys don't have any pro bowlers. I don't give a fuck. They don't deserve it. Maybe not. They don't deserve it, but there are certain people on that team that doesn't fucking deserve that fucking award, that accolade, to be a pro bowler, right? Some people are going to say, oh man, like like this player deserves to have this player deserves to fucking um, be a pro bowler or whatever and blah, 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 blah. And I keep hearing it. I fucking keep hearing it. And it's and it's like, no. No, they don't. Nobody on that team deserves to be a pro bowler. And some, maybe, maybe besides Dalton Schultz, who's had a good year this year for, you know, a tight end. His numbers comparatively to like Evan Ingram are better than Evan Ingram's. I don't care. I don't care. Amari Cooper... Some people are like, why isn't he a pro bowler? Because I think they have DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins. Who, who's the pro bowlers for the NFC this year? Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson. All of them have had better years than Amari Cooper. It's not his fault, by the way. It's not, Amari, it's not because Amari Cooper has fallen off or whatever. It's literally because his quarterback sucks. And he hasn't had Dak in like two months. That's why Amari Cooper's numbers have dropped off. He's going to have 1,000 yards this season because he's Amari Cooper and he's awesome. But still, like, what do you want him to do? Like, he can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. He kind of can, you know. He kind of can because he's had a pretty good season this season. But still, like, I'm not mad that Amari missed the playoffs. Or not the playoffs, the Pro Bowl. I'm not even mad that Dalton Schultz missed the playoffs as well. Or, damn it, the Pro Bowl. Amarian, Dalton and Zach Even, they were probably the only guys that deserved to get in, but beyond that I'm fine with what is uh, what is going to the Pro Bowl this year. <clears throat> and I constantly keep getting these, you know, these articles about how DeMarcus Lawrence is a great football player and how he deserves a Pro Bowl nod and it's like, what what the fuck are you people talking about? Get the, you know, Demarcus Lawrence people, and it's like, listen, man, the the common argument that I constantly hear from people who are, you know, in love with Demarcus Lawrence as a football player, they keep saying sacks aren't the only statistic to prove whether or not somebody's a good pass rusher or not. It's like, that's true. But it is one of the most important statistics out there as well as it is the most important if you're supposed to be a great pass rusher to an elite pass rusher right you can have a guy that's a good pass rusher that you know doesn't have high sacks because he's not great or even elite but I just I just have to ask a fucking question I gotta fucking ask this because this shit pisses me off because way too many people give DeMarcus a fucking pass. What is the appropriate number that he should have sack wise this year? He is not a pro bowler. He is not he has not been a pro bowler in 2 years. So why do I keep hearing people talk talk about, well he's a pro bowler, he deserves to get to the pro bowl. He's awesome, he's this, he no he is not. Stop saying that. You're lying. Or you don't or you don't know anything about what makes a dominant pass rusher. This is not the 1990s. Don't tell me that he's good at stopping the run when that's literally every dominant pass rusher in the NFL. Every dominant pass rusher is good at stopping the run. That's not good enough. It's not good enough to just be good at stopping the run or even great at it. You actually have to hit the damn quarterback and then sack him. It's not good enough. He's not good enough. I looked at ESPN's sack leaders this year, and for everybody that also wants to include forced fumbles, there are dudes on this list that have almost three times his amount of sacks and his numbers when it comes to forced fumbles and also his tackles. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that he's good at stopping the run. I don't want to hear that he pressures the quarterback. His job is not to pressure the quarterback. His job is to hit the quarterback, then get a sack. I'm tired of it. I can't stand it. It's a joke. It is a living embodiment of a joke that I have to hear people say to me 24, it doesn't matter that he doesn't have sacks. No, that's BS. You're BSing, you're lying. There's quarterbacks right now, not quarterbacks. There are defensive ends right now that have three, that have almost three times his sacks. He doesn't even have ten, ladies and gentlemen. He does not have ten. People want to talk about well sacks. Well he doesn't, you know, like like there's sacks aren't the only thing, dude. How many pass rushers do you think have more sacks than not even pass rushers? Yeah, pass rushers. How many pass rushers do you think have more sacks? than DeMarcus Lawrence. How many? This can be of any position anywhere on the football field. How many do you think have more than than um than DeMarcus Lawrence right now? I got the number. I got it. How many? It's over 40. It's over 40. Let me repeat that. It's over 40, over 40, over 40. Some, and by the way, he's in like a five or a six way tie at his number. How many sacks do you think he has? Right. So if T, if he's supposed to be a great pass rusher, right, if he's supposed to be great, TJ Watt has 13, Aaron Donald has 12.5, Trey Hendrickson has 12.5, Zadarius Smith has 11.5. These are all like the guys in the top five uh, when it comes to sacks. How many sacks does Demarcus Lawrence have as it pertains to in relation to those guys? How many? He has half of that. He has 5.5. Let me take a swig. He has 5.5, 5.5 in 12 weeks. He is in a one, two, three, four, five, six-way tie with Ryan Kerrigan, Dwayne Smoot, Carl Larson, Derek Barnett, and Chase Young. Oh, and by the way, the guy that Dallas gave up that went to Detroit Everson Griffin, he has five sacks. But 0 24, Demarcus Lawrence, he has four force fumbles. So does JJ, uh, TJ Watt has one, Aaron Donald has four, Zadarius Smith has three, Hassan Reddick has five. What's the excuse? oh 24 he has a lot of tj watt has 50 zadarius smith has 48 hassan reddick has 54 miles garrett has 40 and i think he's been out on some of these games aaron donald has 39 and he's been double and triple teamed and held the entirety of the game jamal adams has nine and a half sacks at strong safety and he has 72 tackles what is his excuse what is the excuse You can't even tell me he's getting double and triple teamed because TJ, Aaron Donald, they're all getting double and triple teamed. Aaron Donald's getting triple teamed. 12 and a half. 12 and a half sacks. What is the excuse? We already established that guys are essentially doing what he's doing force fumble wise and tackle wise at a higher level because they're also able to generate actual sacks oh and by the way hold on let me also mention tj watt who also has an interception and seven passes defended against him demarcus lawrence doesn't have an interception and only two passes defended what like like like, 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 like what, what, what are we talking about here what is the what is the goal what is the why are we defending him why are people saying that he's a carry Hyder jr that you gave up last year you gave him up has seven sacks Seven and a half sacks. Let me don't let me not shortchange him. Seven and a half. DeForest Buckner, who plays defensive tackle, has seven and a half. He went. I looked at his numbers. In fact, I got his numbers pulled up right here. Demarcus Lawrence will go months. Excuse me, a month without having a sack. He went four games without going without having sack in the week in the opening week. He went. He went two weeks without having a sack against the Bengals and against the Ravens, who he should have had a sack against. Do you want to know why against the Bengals and the Ravens? Because the Bengals and the Ravens, they both have suspect right tackles. He should have mauled them like a grizzly bear. One sack against the Eagles without Lane Johnson, if I'm not mistaken. Or better yet, Lane Johnson was hurt. You can't generate pressure against Carson Wentz when Carson Wentz holds the ball like nobody's business and without his right tackle and Lane Johnson. Are you bleeping kidding me? What about the Cardinals? Zero sacks against them. The Browns, no no sacks against them. Browns' right tackle is terrible. T.J. Watt ate him for breakfast. If he's supposed to be a great defensive end, he should have more sacks. He only has five. It's not that having five is the expectation. It is a anomaly for a guy at his level to have only five and a half sacks and we're almost done with the season. There's two weeks left. And people are clapping it up. Woo! Five and a half. That gets the job done. Overpaid, overrated. When is he supposed to show up? Dak shows up even when he's not supposed to even and even when even when he was was getting his tail whipped by all of those teams at the beginning of the season dak showed up why can't the marcus lawrence he hasn't shown up in 2 years he hasn't had a sa- a season where he's had 10 and, 10 or more sacks some of these guys get 10 or more sacks in their sleep are you kidding me excuses are you kidding me Trey, and and by the way to every reporter Every Dallas Cowboy reporter that talked about how DeMarcus Lawrence deserves a spot in the Pro Bowl, shame on you. Shame on you. Do you want to know why? Because I'm looking at Trey Hendrickson, the guy who absolutely mauled. Who did the Saints play uh, this past Sunday? Who did he maul? Who were the Saints against? Completely forgot who the Saints were against. But I remember that guy, Trey Hendrickson. He was mauling. Who's the quarterback? He was mauling Patrick Mahomes. Mauled him, like a grizzly bear. Left his carcass outside for all the other animals to realize this is grizzly territory. He has the second most sacks in the league at 12 and a half. He didn't get into the Pro Bowl. He absolutely deserves to get into the Pro Bowl. He is awesome. Instead of campaigning for DeMarcus, maybe you should be campaigning for Trey Hendrickson. Because he's an actual real football player. Leonard Williams, he didn't get in. He has three, three sacks, excuse me, more than DeMarcus Lawrence. He pretty much has all of his sacks, all of his tackles, all of his forced fumbles almost. He has Um, uh, he has. Uh, also, I think, one more fumble recovered as well. Why aren't you campaigning for him to get into the Pro Bowl? and Ngakwe, better numbers as well. Maybe not the tackles. But you'll take those fucking sacks. What are we doing, man? It irks me. It literally no guys that you guys that you wouldn't even know who I don't know who Leonard Floyd is. Who is Leonard Floyd? Brian Burns. Some of these guys I know. Dennis Gardeck, right? These are guys that have more sacks than than Demarcus Lawrence. Right. Some of these guys I know. Romeo Okwora, right? Kerry Hyder Jr., a guy that Dallas fucking gave up more sacks than DeMarcus. Denico Autry. You know who he is? I don't. He has more sacks. Dennis Gardeck, I already talked about him. Malik Reed. Carlos Dunlap, who's on his second team this season. This season, more sacks. Jerome Baker, who's a linebacker, has more sacks. Max Crosby, who's a fifth-round draft pick, more sacks. David, I can't even say his last name, oh, more sacks than DeMarcus Lawrence. Ryan Kerrigan has the same amount, and he's old and washed up. Maybe not old and washed up, but he's old. Are you kidding me? DeMarcus Lawrence, he's, he's a great football player. He's, been, he's getting robbed. Let's continue forward with this. Dallas right now is, like, and and just so we're clear on how bad Dallas is when it comes to pass rushing and things of that nature, Dallas is giving a um, a 102.6 passer rating. Passer rating when people throw against them. 102.6 this year. It ranks 27th in the league. Dallas, their sack percentage is 5.47, 19th in the league that's below average and then their sacks per game is 1.9 per game which again is 20th in the league and they have the audacity journalists have the audacity to try and BS me and tell me Demarcus Lawrence deserves to be in the Pro Bowl are you bleeping kidding me and then they want to bring up well Chase Young got into the Pro Bowl this year Chase Young didn't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl this year Trey Hendrickson did but because Washington and they got a lot of hype and stuff like that and how great Washington's defense is playing, they're like, put Chase Young in. Don't put Trey Hendrickson in. Ridiculous. Neither one of them deserved to get in. Trey Hendrickson did. He got snubbed. I've had it up to here. I'm raising my hand as high as it can go. I've had it up to here with these people and these ridiculous takes. But we got another one going forward from here. It's about Tony Pollard and it's about Zeke, right? So before the game got started, you had a bunch of journalists tweet out, Dallas Cowboy journalists tweet out. One of them reported on this. She said, "Um, what is this? I think all people... Forget all the things Zeke, and she puts all in capitalized letters. I think people forget all the things Zeke does. Maybe like Dak, people can learn to appreciate things before they are gone. First and foremost, Ezekiel Elliott is already gone. He's not the player that he once was four years ago. Second of all, he is not Dak Prescott. He does not have the same effect on the football game as Dak Prescott. Okay? Let's just get that one out of the way. They then go on to say, also, I say this because I am a fan of Pollard and like his burst, which everybody says that they like his burst, but like, like you, they can't, they can't go into detail about it. They just say, I like his burst, but there are just elements and a punishing aspect to Zeke's game that has gotten overlooked and undervalued. Like what? Like what? Ezekiel Elliott right now? I think off the top of my head is averaging 3.9 yards per, per carry. What are the things that are being overlooked about 3.9 this season? What are the things that he is being uh that are being overlooked about Ezekiel Elliott right now? Somebody please tell me. Somebody. Understandable given ball security, but I'm just saying, saying what? That his punishing elements in his pass rush, not pass rushing, pass protection, he does extremely well. Well, guess what? So does about 90% of the league at running back. There's really not a lot of running backs that can't get in the way of a blitzing linebacker and a safety. If they can, they'll just take them off the field and find a fullback that can literally do that. Because that's literally what a fullback can do. Oh, but he's a three down back. That's about as useful as a dog that can't hunt. Like, being a three-down back is essentially being, like, you can have a running back, you can have a group of running backs that can can equate to a three-down back and give the defense a lot more looks and have to be a lot more alert uh, when they play up against you because you don't necessarily have the same running back that can do a whole bunch of different things. Or specifically in this case, a running back that can essentially only do one thing. Don't say that he can catch balls. Don't say that. Because he can't. He's not a great route runner. Yes, he can run out in the flat and catch a flat, but so can I. I'm five foot seven, 145 pounds, unathletic to all hell. Doesn't count. Sorry, doesn't. I saw so. Mini And I even saw this other person, and the reason why I'm not mentioning their names is because this is a mistake that everybody makes, not just one person. Another person said, PSA, it's okay to have two running backs, so please stop with the 20 versus 21. How about we argue to get them both on the grass? How about we argue about getting the best one on the grass? How about that? Dalton Schultz, Blake Jarwin are probably going to be in Pro Bowl contention next year. Dallas probably, to be honest with you, if... George Kittle comes back, and he's awesome. He probably will. Dallas may have two, um, two Pro Bowl tight ends next season. Not even joking about that. Plus, they also have two Pro Bowl wide receivers next se- season as well. Not even joking about that as well. How about we keep the wide receivers and the tight ends on the field, take one running back, can't give both uh, both of them the football. Can't throw it to both of them. And one is obviously better at receiving and having big explosive plays than the other. Can we stop playing participation with these running backs and actually look at them objectively speaking? Another person says, where is it? My point is that, and he's highlighting yards per carry. Where is it? Here we go. He retweeted something that the NFL and CBS tweeted out today They tweeted out, not today, but on Sunday, excuse me. They tweeted out, on Sunday, Tony Pollard rushed for two touchdowns and averaged 5.7 yards per carry. The last time Ezekiel Elliott did both of those things uh, in a game, 2016. And then somebody else tweeted out, I'm a fan of Tony Pollard as a runner. I would like to see him more involved in the Cowboys offense, but this is some serious cherry picking. Pollard's last carry of the game went for 40 yards in the game-winning touchdown. Before that, he had 29 yards on 11 carries, 2.64 yards per carry. No, it's not extremely cherry picking. It's statistical, it's statistical facts, or it's fat, uh, statistically factual. There you go. His yards per carry today were what? Or not today, but Sunday, were 5.75. The reason why he had such a big explosion when it came to his yards per carry is because he has one fucking big play that goes for a shit ton of yards, and that makes his yards per carry very, very, like, uh, very, uh, like, stupidly large, right? And I'm surprised that they got him the ball 11 times. But more specifically than that, they didn't give it, they got him the ball 11 times. Uh, on the uh, on on the ground, but through the air, I think he got another sixty yards as well. So he had over one hundred and twenty yards against the Niners, both on the ground through the air. But it's not cherry picking to say that Tony Pollard was great. Yes, even on the forty yard. Uh, the forty-yard game-winning touchdown. It's like, yeah, that like, do you, like I, I, this person wasn't saying that four years ago when Ezekiel Elliott had the game-winning touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh, didn't say that four years ago. But now he's like, oh man, I like Zeke, so I'm not gonna, I'm gonna disparage Tony Pollard and say that Tony Pollard. Um, it's cherry picking to say that. Um, uh, to, to essentially read off his statistics, but with Zeke, I'm just going to be biased and continue to go on to say, my point is that highlighting yards per, uh, ca- per carry as this standalone metric to blast Zeke isn't fair to the point um, or to Pollard sustaining it long-term. What do you mean? He doesn't get any carries. What do you mean he's not able to sustain it long-term? He was a starting running back on Sunday. He seemed pretty damn okay to me, especially when they were just trying to stop it, trying to stop him. What do you mean this isn't sustainable long time, uh, long period of time or for a long period of time or long term, excuse me, 1000% is you just get another running back as well. And then boom, now you have two or three, depending on if you want to let go of Zeke, which you should, now you have two running backs instead of just one running back that you rely on for everything. Now you can spread the love around. It's ridiculous to be like, oh man, it's nitpicking. It's like, no, it's not, bro. You're nitpicking. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Media members, get your shit together. Hmm. By the way, I was looking at um, what was I looking at today? I was looking at um, I was looking at the rules for Hard Knocks the other day. The rules being, to get onto Hard Knocks, you must you must have retained a head coach beyond his first year. Check for Dallas. Have not been on the show in the last 10 years. Check. Have not made the playoffs in the last two seasons. Check. I think Dallas is going to be on Hard Knocks this season. I don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be in love with it, but I'm pretty sure Jerry's going to be like, okay, guys, we did this your way, we didn't fucking um, broadcast the blue and white scrimmage, what well, we're going to do instead, because we also got flexed out of a Sunday night football game, we'll we're, to, you know, to generate interest in the Cowboys, and because I'm Jerry Jones and I care more about interest in the Cowboys than actually winning football games, um, but because of that, because of what happened this year, I want to generate, you know, interest once again, and I'm going to um, to have the Cowboys be on hard knocks. Book it. Book it. Oh, man. What an annoyance about the Cowboys. Mm. Media members, just get your shit together, bro. Get it together. huh, man. Spent the last hour talking about the Cowboys. Spent the first hour talking about PS5. Let me go back to college football. A lot of people are starting to sell stock on, on Justin Fields. Because a lot of people didn't see him in the regular season. I saw him in the regular season. A lot of people are like, man, like, Justin Fields doesn't really play well on, you know, against other teams and things of that nature. And it's like, come on, guys. You didn't watch the games, did you? You didn't watch him against, I think, Michigan State, who, like, he struggled with as well. You didn't watch him, did you? So, now, a lot of people are panicking, and they're like, man, like, Justin Fields, he didn't look sharp. Justin Fields looked like Justin Fields to me on Saturday. Like, the thing that shocked me about Justin Fields was just how badly he played versus, like, everybody else. Maybe not everybody else, but, like, versus, um, versus, um... Who is he who is he against on Sunday? On Saturday? Versus Northwestern. Like, it was surprising to me to see just how bad he was against Northwestern over like um over um overall. But yeah, like it was weird to see just how, you know, god awful he was. But for the most part, he was who I thought he was.
1: We are who we thought they were, who
0: we thought they were, and we let him off the hook. And that ridiculous saying, yeah, he was exactly who I thought he was. It's not a terrible thing. It is, you know, reality. But what does that mean for, like, you know, all of the other teams that, or more specifically, all the other people that had you know, misevaluated uh Jalen not Jalen, Justin Fields, excuse me, and had been like 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 for example, like like let me let me be clear on this. If if people thought that he was going to be Trevor Lawrence, sorry, then you are wrong and you don't know anything about football. If you thought that he was going to be Trevor Lawrence or in the same tier as Trevor Lawrence and you you didn't watch him. I watched him. I was like, he's not Trevor Lawrence, he's not even close. If you watch Justin Fields and you thought that he wasn't going to be without his issues, I'm like I'm sorry, you, you didn't watch him. I saw him play and I saw his potential, right? I saw the prospect. that's what people call it. They, they call it being a prospect, right? And I saw the the um, the uh, the things that people value in prospects. I saw extreme athleticism. I saw a really, really awesome deep ball and I saw you know a really, really awesome arm. And uh, great athleticism, I had to say it twice. But what I didn't see was proper decision making, and, um, and and timely decision making as well. There are times where he needed to throw the football correctly, or not even uh, throw the football correctly. It's it's not that he holds onto the ball. I even almost bit on that fake. He plays like a college player. He plays. He plays like he's fucking in college. Trevor plays like he's in the NFL right now. That's the major problem with him. That's the major problem with Justin Fields. And what I mean by he plays like he's in college, there are certain times where he can hold on to the ball and he can wait for the pressure to get there and wait for guys to get open, and it's fine. But in college, of course. Because he's big, he's strong, he, he's athletic, he can run through it, he can do all that stuff. But in reality, in in the NFL, he will never, ever, 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 ever get away with that. He'll never get away with that. Ever again. He'll never get away with holding onto the ball. As a matter of fact, he needs to release the ball a lot quicker than what he's doing right now. He will get punished thoroughly for holding the football the way that he's holding it held it, excuse me, this year. And I was like, yeah, he's he's like he's going to be punished for it in the next level. He's getting punished for it right now in this level in the collegiate level. What do you think this is? Is it a surprise to me that he performed Terrible, in some instances against Northwestern. No, not really. Especially the way that he plays. I'm like, no, nope, not really. The bigger surprise, once again, to me is the reaction. Because I remember a couple of a couple of months ago, people were like, "Oh man, you know, if Dallas has that, if Dallas can di- can can get Justin Fields, and maybe they should pick him up." I'm like, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. He plays like he's in college. He doesn't play like he's a pro. And there's a a process to go from playing like a college player to playing like a pro. And I'll give Justin Fields a lot of fucking credit for this. The dude played without 22 22 players, including Chris Olave. That deserves a lot of credit, and I don't think anyone's giving it to him. I will give him his credit. That was awesome what he did on Saturday. That was fantastic. That was top-notch stuff. He had a bad game. He, He fought through the adversity, the cliche stuff that you hear all the time. He fought through adversity. He handled his business, and he got the dub. Some people were like, kick out Ohio State because they barely beat Northwestern. I don't care. They beat them with 22 players out. That shows that they're a great football team. You don't know anything about college football. Awesome job by Ohio State, specifically by Justin Fields. Do I have any do I have any like slight or doubt about Justin Fields? No, not really. The only thing that I'll say about Justin is that I think Mac Jones is better right now. I think Mac Jones, if he were to enter the league, I think he would be a better pro than Justin. But if we're talking about potential, then yeah, I think Justin has the better potential than. Mac Jones. I think whenever people see talent, they think Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, proper application of the talent meets proper application of talent meets technique and mechanics and decision making and knowledge of the game and things of that nature. But there's only one Patrick Mahomes and one Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason why there's only two of those guys or one of those guys. I would rather take the guy who's able to play the position at a high level because he's worked, maybe not worked at it, but he has the mechanics and the technique down already than somebody who has the potential to play the position at a high level. Just my opinion. Mm. Let me stand up. Let me also plug in my computer. Sorry about that. Kind of transitioning on and talking about that and things of that nature about, you know, uh, you know, potential and who's pro and who's not a pro and things of that nature. I talked about how I think Mac Jones is a pro. Let me talk about somebody else who I think is a pro. I think Trevor Lawrence is an absolute pro. I think he's the number one guy. I think he makes things look stupidly easy. I think he is fantastic. I think he's awesome. I think he's the number one guy. Isn't it a bitch that the Jets won against the Rams, too? The Rams, bro? I got a burp. Excuse me. Against the Rams, too, man? You just, like, man, they just can't catch a break, bro. Like, all they needed to do was lose and go down easily to the Rams. Just go down quietly into the night. They made a loud, rambunctious, you know, uh, retreat into the night. And they were like, we're not going to go quietly. We're going to lose to the Rams or beat the Rams. And then it's because of the scheduling and things of that nature. The Jets may not get Trevor Lawrence, and I could not be fucking happier. Let me tell you why I could not be happier that he is not going to that terrible football team, that terrible organization, because I think that would have been a gigantic fucking waste of talent. They can't build around Sam Darnold at all. They can't give him offensive line help at all. They can't give him a running back. They can't get him a wide receiver. They can't get him a tight end. Do you want to know what Jacksonville already has? They already have the wide receiver in LaVisca lot. They have already the running back in James Robinson, and they've shown an ability to be able to draft well with getting LaVisca lot who, by the way, I should give a lot more fucking credit to. Let me look up his numbers as well. Has he been hurt? I don't know. I haven't really heard that much about him. Maybe. He has 483 yards. Let me see it. Has he been hurt? Mm, he's played. Oh no, he's played in every single game. Never mind. Right. He's played in the majority of games. Yeah, he hasn't been hurt. He's just had an up and down season. More specifically, down than up. But yeah, they've got Lavisca Shin a lot. He may. He may not necessarily be like Ceedee Lamb and Justin Jefferson, but I think he's a good wide receiver. They have him. They have Lavisca. They have James Robinson. They don't really have a lot more else. But you can build. You can build around Trevor Lawrence. I think better. In Jacksonville than you can in New York, and I don't like the owner, I don't like the GM, I don't like the head coach, I don't like anything about Jacksonville. But if you were to ask me in a easier division, well, I mean he's going to go out up against the Titans, but at least he's not going to have to go up against the Bills, the Patriots, and the Dolphins every single year, all the time. Twice a year, I'm way happier with him in Jacksonville than with him in the Jets. So yes, that means that they're going to get the non-pro ready. NFL quarterback the Jets are In Justin Fields that plays like a College player We'll see how good he is I I think he's again I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks but I think fit wise Not really I don't think he's A great fit for them And I think a better question Is do I think that the Jags are essentially Going to lose out um yeah Yeah bro it's like have you Not let me pull up the Jags schedule Let me pull it up they got the Bears on Sunday, and then they got the Colts. You think they're going to lose? And by the way, the Colts, a little bit of context, they're in contention for their division. Like, they're tied with the Titans right now for their division. So they essentially have to win out to beat the Colts. Or, or not the Colts, but the uh, but the Tennessee Titans. So yeah, like that end of season game against the Colts, I think the Jaguars are going to lose because I think the Colts are going to come out and start swinging against the uh, the Jags. Versus the Jets schedule, I think they'll also lose out. Yeah, they got the, well, maybe not against the Patriots, who just lost to Miami. Maybe not. Sam Darnold is like, you guys want a new quarterback? I want to stay here. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to protect my own self-interest. So Sam Darnold beats the um uh, beats the uh, beats the Rams. I mean that opens up the front door and the back for him to get in and stay in uh, in New York. Browns and Patriots are coming up. Those are winnable games for the Jets if he plays like he did on Sunday. And then it's like, holy shit. Now we've won two games, maybe three. And now we're 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 out of the the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Hell, we may even be out of the Justin Fields sweepstakes. And if we then want to get a if we then take ourselves out of you can only win three games if you're the Jets. Like, like there's way too little games for you to win, for you to play, right? If I can pull up the mock draft. Hold on. Mm. The webpage is not loading at all. Let me refresh it. this again. Let me try and see if this helps. Let me go and try and go on the mock draft network on Google, on Google Chrome. All right. Cool. Does exactly what I want it to do, when I want it to do it, and how I want it to do it. Get off my computer. So if you're the Jets, right, and if you win a couple of games, you could put yourself in danger of of uh, you know, of maybe put, of maybe getting out of uh the you know of of uh contingent for even a quarterback as well, because maybe the Bears come up and trade up for a quarterback, maybe the Lions, maybe the Giants. Mm-hmm. Depends on strength of schedule and things of that nature and you against the Bengals and I like I don't know, man. They got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And I mean it's just not as simple as like just not as simple as like, hey guys, we're just gonna we're just gonna lose a bunch of games. It's like, well, you and and, and we're gonna get Trevor Lawrence and things of that nature. It's like you gotta be fucking careful and you gotta it turns out they actually did. Need to lose all of their fucking games to win, and they just blew it. They absolutely blew it against the Rams. They almost beat, who did they almost beat? The Raiders. Almost beat the Raiders, too. Poor Jet fans. They fucking blew it again. Anything else I got for you today? It's been two hours of absolute fun. Oh, yeah, I got like two more things to talk about. I'm not really gonna talk about the Leighton Van Der Esch injury because it's pretty obvious he's injury prone. If um if Dallas wants to draft a linebacker, Nick Bolton is gonna be there. Shout out to Jeff, Jeff Cavanaugh. Um Nick Bolton's gonna be there. Also, uh, Micah Parsons is going to be there in the first round, potentially. We'll see if how high of a draft pick they have, but Nick Bolton's probably going to be there in the second round. Micah Parsons is going to be there in the first round. Depends on what you want to do. Patrick Sertain may be there as well. I want Patrick Sertain. You can get Nick Bolton in the second round and then do what you will. But um Layton's he's hurt again. He's been hurt twice in one year. Last year, he got hurt with a neck injury. He's injury-prone. Need to find another uh, linebacker to probably replace him. And to be honest with you, you probably need to trade him um, next year or the year after that, depending on if his play uh, continues to decline or whatever you want to, whatever. Shout out to everybody who was like, let me find that clip. Let me find that clip of, you know, I'm not going to find it, that clip that I always used to play because a lot of people in Dallas love Jason Garrett. I mean, I remember. Somebody was like, um, you know, what's uh, what's one of the good things about Jason Garrett as a head coach? And I was like, and they were, I got to fucking find that clip, bro. That clip. It was during like the Cowboys bye week. I got to find it. Again, I feel like I've play, played um, one clip way too fucking much, but I'll play this clip. Hold on. Hold on. Ugh man. I like... Oh, no, I can't play any of the clips, right? Because I have the glitch. It looks like it, because it's not playing. Can I find it on my phone? It wouldn't be, like, a gigantic pain in the ass, but it would be a semi-pain in the ass. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me talk about this. Because um, it's been reported right now that Mike Tomlin is going to have a talk with Juju about dancing on Team's Logos, which... If you've listened in to the podcast for like the last couple of days, you know how much I dislike dancing on logos. The article, and I didn't read this. I was looking at it when I was taking my bathroom break like an hour ago. The article reads like this. Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster's fondness for filming pregame dance moves on the midfield logos of opposing teams has drawn negative reactions in recent weeks. Remember, he did it against the Cowboys. He did it against the Jacks. He did it against the Bills. He did it against... The, uh, the Bengals. He did it against a lot, and I think he even did it on the- his own logo as well. So, you know, he- he's pretty consistent on dancing on fucking logos. But yeah, I didn't like it. I, I was like, it's kind of disrespectful. You're painting a target on your back. Please, for the love of God, stop doing it. He didn't. He got blown up against the Bengals. And then um, the Bengals, they were talking a lot of trash to the Steelers last night, uh, specifically the guy that blew up Juju. Continuing forward. Bill safety Jordan Poirier said it gave the Buffalo defense extra fire and Bengals safety Von Millett, uh Von Bell, excuse me, called it disrespectful before blasting Juju Smith-Schuster with a huge hit that resulted in a fumble in Monday night's loss for the Steelers, not for the Bengals. During a Tuesday video conference, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin was asked about uh, Smith-Schuster's dancing. Tomlin said that he doesn't think the whiteouts moves are legitimate motivation for what's gone down on the field the last two weeks, but that he will have a conversation with Smith-Schuster about it. Essentially, he's saying he doesn't want to admit that the teams are kind of the other teams are kind of right in getting pissed off about Juju dancing on the logos, but he's also going to talk to him. And by talk to him, he's going to tell him to stop it. Tallman said that the conversation would be about respect and we'll have to wait a week to see if there's a change to Smith-Euster's routine because the Steelers are at home against the Colts this Sunday. Let me find that Dallas clip on my phone. I just realized, like, how faster my phone is in loading shit and, like, on the internet and looking shit up than my computer. But I can't, like, filter sound through my computer and stuff like... Or not through my computer, but through my phone. Let me find it. Wow, they have a lot of shit. Why why do they post so much shit on their YouTube, bro? This is a week ago. How much shit do you need? This is all, like, useless content, too. It was, like, during the bi-week. Two. I may not be able to find it. Because of, uh... Because of, like, how far back it was and how, like, buried it is and just content and shit like that. Content, excuse me. But, um... But I am... Very determined to find it. I should be able to find it in, like, my, um, my fucking search results here. Or not search results, but, like, browser history. What is this? Let me just do this. Let me do this and then this. Okay. And then let me exit out of this. Is this the one that I want? Okay. I'm pretty sure I found it. I'm pretty sure I found it. And because I like loaded it all up on my computer, I'm pretty sure I can just go into my search history and look it up. Yeah, this is worth it. Trust me when I say that this is fucking worth it. Hold on. What's it called? I'm typing it in right now. I'm trying to find it. This is it, right? Yeah, this is fucking it. Let me try and fucking... I think... I'm getting an ad right now. Hold on. They don't timestamp anything, too. So I'm going to have to, like, sift through, like, a 40-minute video as well. Again, this is worth it to hear just, like, how ridiculous this sounds about, about Jason Garrett. Blah blah blah, ad read. Hold um, so I mean uh, you know, naturally
1: the, the fact that uh so I came out of college and you know I, you know not, nobody's sent off the first order. Hold on so, there we go. We're back. Let me take a swig.
0: here it is so,
1: that was fun got to talk about jg <laughs> now
0: oh no they already did it i think this is it it's oh, a long way to go what do you what do you think dan i mean do you think you know it changes if it if it keeps going the way it's going little situational things and, and it's also a staff that's getting to learn each other best spots to succeed so it's never just one thing hold on
1: yeah uh, i i think i'm a little bit on everybody's side We've all been, as I said before, we've got some long timers on this show. Danny's been around for, I guess, 10 years. I'm
0: going to fucking speed this thing up because they are fucked, man. I can't find anything. been, the in some form Rob, you've been here off and on for, what, years, I guess? Like that, yeah. Fast forward. you you don't have success in certain spots. Hold on. You know, the staff always changes uh, to some degree in this short sample that we have. Do you, do you like where it? fuck man i may not be able to find it i have the video but i don't want to like That's
1: awesome. Amber, sit here and the ready or do you want me to go? fucking wait <laughs>
0: Hold on. Yeah, that's a great point. Another thing that that really frustrates me, along that line of of wasting talent, is you know there are guys that leave here that are you know second, third string special teams guys, and they seem to leave here and go to other systems. You are willing to give this thing another another full season from this point? The whole thing? You think thinking halfway through next year? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you just listen to the Joneses talk about really evaluate everything fully. I love to say we 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 gave meaning to it, man. That, that training, that that season is, is counted now. It changes there definitely if we don't see improvement in the second half of the season. That is true. I mean. The show, I to think
1: about it.
0: Hold on. T- Alright, my bad. I'm so sorry about this. I can't fucking find it. It's like buried in between like 17, 17 something and like 20 something minutes. I can't fucking find it. But the gist of what they were talking about was like they were talking about how like... I think I can find like one clip of it. It was like at 17 minutes. It was where they were like talking about how like... Jason Garrett had, had their guys ready to play and you know run 100 miles a minute and blah 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 and they're motivated and you know man they just didn't give up and this was like a, this was like last month I don't give a care I don't give a crap about that type of shit assuming that you know they can have a normal off I'm not, I'm not going to find it. I don't really care. I, sh- I just wasted, like, how many minutes did I waste? Wow. It's two hours and 47 minutes. Okay. I waste a lot of time on that. Uh, Essentially, what I'm trying to say and what they were trying to say and what I'm trying to convey is that they said that, like, Jason Garrett – like, they were talking about how, like, awesome Jason Garrett was as a coach and, like, he was a good coach and stuff like that. Huh, man. Like, and how – like, I was going to break down, like, how absolutely ridiculous that is about like how he about like and they, they talked about how like he was good and how he had won and how they had gone to the playoffs and I'm like dude you don't even understand the statistics about it you don't understand that the majority of great head coaches to good head coaches in the league they go to the uh, the playoffs the majority of the time what does the majority mean 60 to 70% of the time that's what that means by uh, by going to the playoffs you go to the playoffs 60 to 70% of your tenure that's what a great head coach is over, of course, like a 10 year span, 10 plus year span with one individual team. If you're lucky enough to go or not go, but to, um, uh, to be with one individual team, you go to the playoffs 60 to 70 times, uh, 60, 60% uh, 60 per- excuse me to 70% of the time when it comes to, um, the, uh, your, your football team, Jason only went to the playoffs three times in 10 years. So I like a, I don't even know why I was talking about Jason, but I don't know. It's probably for a good reason, and then I forgot about it. Excuse me. Anyways. Let me just exit off of this because that's just only going to fucking piss me off. God. What else do I have? I was going to um, to talk about, like, my wins and losses this weekend, which I'm pretty sure I was pretty hot on this weekend. I think it was, like, how many wins and losses did I have? I essentially – I and by wins and losses, if you don't know what we do on the show, I give you predictions on games and how they'll go. Let me kind of pull it up here. I'm pretty accurate at predicting wins and things of that nature. And by pretty accurate, I mean, like, I get about – I'm right about 60 – what's my overall, like, record percentage? 65%. So, I'm like 60 – I'm right 65% of the time, which is fantastic. You try and predict uh, football games and see how well your win percentage is. Then I'm typing in the wins and the losses. I predicted the Bills would beat the Broncos. Pretty obvious. That the Packers would beat the Panthers. I mean, that's one – that one is also kind of an obvious – Selection as well. Colts beat the Texans barely, by the way. They barely beat the Texans. I saw like the final play of the game. I think Deshaun threw, uh, through like a, through like a, you know, a quick little slant or something like that to one of his wide receivers who dropped a touchdown pass. And worse yet, he fumbled it into the end zone. And then that was like all she fucking wrote. it was like, wow, that sucks for Deshaun. Bears versus Vikings. I had the Bears. I remember a lot of people had the Vikings. And I was like, okay, just, uh, just watch and see how fucking easy it is for the Bears to destroy the Vikings, and they did, uh, Seahawks versus Washington, did the Seahawks lose, oh no, they won, 20 to 15, it was getting real close, I was like, are they seriously going to lose to, uh, to Washington, and they did, they did win, not they lost, but they won, Dolphins versus Patriots I had the Dolphins beating the Patriots because you know Patriots are kind of a mess right now Ravens versus Jags I stopped even watching that game the box score for the game because I was like the Ravens are up by so many points it doesn't even matter Tom Brady led another fantastic comeback victory against the Falcons Tom Brady against the Bucks and then this is kind of when like some of my losses start to come into play like 49ers versus the Cowboys I had the 49ers that's obviously not correct, the Cowboys won, Cardinals versus Eagles, I had the Cardinals, Cardinals won, Jets versus Rams, thank you Rams, thank you Jets for making my life awesome by not doing your damn jobs, I had the Rams over the Jets, that fucking sucks, that burns, Um, Browns versus Giants, I had the Browns winning it, Steelers versus Bengals, I had the Steelers winning it, the Bengals won it, like, (sighs) oh <sighs> god Steelers I didn't see that one coming at all it's the Steelers versus the Bengals not the Browns excuse me it's Steelers versus the Bengals it was the Browns versus the Giants Steelers versus Bengals bro really come on bro come on bro how do you how do you let me down like that overall I only had three losses this weekend so that's fantastic that's like one of my best weekends of the year by the way that's awesome that's, like, almost as good as my first weekend where I predicted, like, accurately two or three upsets. Like I'm not even joking about that. What was my upset? It was Cardinals versus 49ers and Eagles versus Washington in, like, week one. And I had 13 wins, three losses. that week, This weekend, I had 13 wins, three losses as well awesome. Anyways, that's going to do it for the podcast. I can't play myself off because my computer is janked up. So, um, yeah, like, uh, I'll see you to, I'll see you tomorrow for cyberpunk, more PS five stuff, more good podcasting stuff. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to figure out how to transfer my data from my PS five to from my PS four to my PS five, but I'll see you tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast.